All right, hello and welcome to the Rebellious Most Pro Wrestling Channel. My name is Scott. I'm joined by the Luchador himself, looking at fixing his mask as well. Uh, for this recap and review of WWE Fastlane, a uh, very exciting show. A lot of things to talk Ooh. about. We're going to break them down uh, one by one throughout uh, this stream right here. Um, some kind of uh, teases for turns, some dissension in factions, some new members. Uh, title changes, uh, successful title defenses as well. We're going to break it all down uh, right after this. Welcome to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Channel. On this channel, we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle. We will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year, as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names, there will also be live show reviews, in-depth features, and podcasts. So make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action. You're muted. Channel. <laughs> it. There we go. <laughs> you couldn't hear me? No, no. Well, I don't know if listeners could. I can oh. hear you. All right. Well, at least you can now, and I can hear you. Let's uh, yeah, let's get going. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the channel. Uh, it's been a, a kind of interesting 24 hours last night. We had our build-up show, and I'm still feeling the effects of streaming all night and uh, watching the show. We were talking as we uh, just were about to set up for this uh, stream, weren't we, Rob, saying it feels yeah. like an early morning, but, of course, it's uh, just gone one in the afternoon here in the UK, but that's what happens when you get older and you stay up for a purely uh, in uh, British summertime um uh, clocks. I don't know what I'm saying there. See, I am very tired. All right, let's talk about wrestling. That's what we're here to do, mate. It was uh, it was a pretty good show. Uh, before we dive into the the matches uh, one by one, uh, kind of first uh, initial kind of thoughts on on the PLE as a whole. Um, I really enjoyed it, man. I felt like there was a couple of dead spots, but I feel like you're going to get that with every PLE, mm. in, no matter what the company. There's always a match that kind of just it's just there for the sake of it fills a gap, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean they didn't deliver. Um, but yeah, the pacing of the show was great. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Um, I do have a few things that obviously that we'll talk about as we get on, uh, match by match at least. But it was so good. Um, so many twists and turns, things are happening. Um, things I didn't expect to happen, happened. Um, but yeah, man, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the same, and I think uh, that that kind of comment there of things you didn't expect to happen is probably a, a good way to start, and and the beginning of the show is always a good way to start, of course, uh, with uh, the first match on the card being uh, the tag team title match between, at the time, defending champions, the Judgment Day, represented by Damien Priest and Finn Balor, uh, mm -hmm. going up against... Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes. And there was a lot of talk, weren't there, Rob, before the show, on the build-up, on our predictions and preview stream as well, about this kind of weird scenario of having one Uso have more titles than the other. Well, we're here. And I guess we've got to get yeah. the best out of it now. Uh, they're somewhat stricken while the iron was hot and uh, and kind of using the, the momentum behind Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes, which I do understand. I worry about the Judgment Day scenario, but of course we'll play into that, uh, you know, going forward as far as kind of the JD, uh, it, you know, interference and, and costing them, them the match essentially. Mm -hmm. But then also, um, 
like as you said the other day, you know, this could lead to some sort of issue between the Usos and, and you know, one having more than the other and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, but let's get into the match overall. Um, it was a very interesting start to the show. High pace, high energy and all that kind of stuff. Um, they mentioned money in the bank straight away, which made me go, oh, it's not cashing in later tonight. So that was frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they have the kind of clip later on, of course, where Damien's being convinced not to do it again. We'll touch on that uh, in a bit. Another mm. interesting thing they mentioned was the Bullet Club. We mentioned them last yeah. night in a different kind of way. But yeah, it was two Bullet Club former leaders facing off against each other. Wild that they did that. I know they've done it sparingly, and I know they've kind of had their own kind of unofficial Bullet Club with the OC over the years as well. But, I mean, Bullet Club not in name, essentially. But uh, at mm. a time in AEW, you literally are using the Bullet Club name, it is uh, it is quite interesting to hear it used on WWE uh, broadcast. But there, anyway, uh, interesting start there. Uh, also, a few kind of interesting things I picked up on throughout the match as far as uh, maybe hints towards certain people. As far as The Rock, we had the old lay in the smackdown from J.U. So, um, and of course, it was just shenanigans pretty much throughout, uh, especially towards the end uh, where Dom and Rhea tried to help. Uh, Cody would kick out. Uh, JD McDonough would help. Uh, <laughs> Rhea would uh, be be knocking people with money in the bank briefcase. JD would try to do the same, uh, and of course would accidentally hit Damian Priest, which leads to him going through the announce table or bouncing off of it at least, thanks to Cody Rhodes. Uh, and then an incredible uh, way to finish it with a sort of a crossroads slash one D scenario. So that was a. Mm a quite fun way to uh, to pick up the victory as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of uh, those big talking points throughout this uh, opener match, mate? Uh, like, this was such a great opener. Um, I mean, we discussed, if you're not going on last, I always think, if you're not going on last, you need to go first because that's the that's the thing that gets the show the you know, phone, kicking yeah. off. And uh, yeah, it, it, it sets the bar for what everyone else has got to do next. Um, probably my favourite match of the night. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Um, but my, I'm not against that. I mean, we spoke about the Uso thing. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's uh, to do with um, one Uso having a title reign more, a tag title reign more than the other one. Yeah. Um, we discussed that at length twice now, kind of um, in the build up last night and the predictions the follow the week before. Um, so go back and check them out. Um, my only criticism, and I don't know if you've picked up on it, um, is. Uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor swapped in the ring and there was no official tag. Oh, the ref didn't, the ref didn't um, you know when a ref does the yeah. acknowledgement and does the, the hand for the tag sign? That doesn't happen. Did they tag though? Yeah. Oh, so they did but, tag but the ref didn't So it was the moment where uh, Priest done something to Cody um, when Cody was on the on the corner. Jay also was in. He intimidated Cody and then walked over and then him and uh, Finn swapped. So right. there wasn't... Uh, and they tagged. Obviously, the ref didn't see it. So technically, yeah. Finn should have been out of the ring again. Uh, so is Yeah, I guess the ref... If you go by the ref, should acknowledge every tag. Um, I think it was probably just a slip-up and they're not going to... But yeah, I possibly. mean, they could use... I mean, it, it could be used. Um, but it's just saying that I picked up on. I was thinking... Is that is that their like their yeah, get out clause, the, yeah, the scapegoat, yeah. and something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. 
Um, yeah. But man, I just love it. The uh, everything about it was so good. You know, the JD mm. McDonough stuff, and then when they're backstage later on, which we'll talk about with Priest. Um, I did have a theory on that, so we'll discuss that when we get there. Mm. Um, it was just good, man. It was so chaotic, and it's, this is what you want from when something's messy and you make it messier but it kind of ties everything up at the same time like <laughs> yeah. they, they really did tidy some stuff up um i'm not sure if you watched the uh the conference after i did uh, yeah i loved it <laughs> man I, I don't know what jay was on but uh he, <laughs> he just, oh. it, yeah it was, yeah, it so, was so funny yeah uh, I, 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 of... I like that triple h reacted well to it by saying yeah. yeet as soon as he sat down <laughs> but i am a bit concerned <laughs> that maybe Maybe that didn't go down too well in some circles, but um, yeah. I thought it was really entertaining. And, yeah, I um, did. But I think yeah, I mean is... the whole conference was pretty cool. So yeah, I think we're we're kind of getting like a we know what Jay Uso's like, but we've only ever seen Jay Uso with Jimmy and like yeah. the Bloodline, and you know, so now he's kind of got this time on his own to kind of shine through and be a main event. I think they're really allowing him just to play up Who is. like that character a yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like Cody's having to try and like keep him calm. But Cody kept laughing. <laughs> so I don't know how, yeah. how spontaneous things were. But um, overall, like, I really enjoyed it. The fact that they're tag, uh, tag champions, it's a bit of sweet because I like the idea of yeah. it happening. It's really yeah. cool. But at the same time, the thing we discussed about one who's still having another title reign more. So, you know, it kind of changes their, mm. I guess, their legacy. as Not, as, not in a bad way, but do you know what I mean? somewhat in a bad way because like you said last night with the whole kind of you know you look to someone like the dudley boys um but then again no saying that surely the dudley's yeah Bubbly... got, uh, bubba bubba and spike wasn't it yeah bubba and spike so they, i guess they don't mention it. oh okay well so it's interesting but yeah it does mm. feel somewhat of a shame but again if we're talking about at the moment what's going on with these characters right now i do like it like it's all right yeah. in that sense but record book and long term nah, tricky situation but yeah i am a, i am a fan of um of cody and jay working together and like you say this kind of uh ex- you know opportunity to give cody the limelight and sorry jay i should say the limelight and yeah he's been solo before he's been main event jay so when he was facing off against roman the first time around and against the bloodline this time but you're right he's still been in and around the bloodline storyline so seeing him somewhere else kind of bouncing off and yes now he's in a tag team again he's a tag champ um so it's weird to say oh he's on his own but he kind of still is because he is kind of he's working off of new people he's working off of cody as a tag team so as much as it kind of usually when you get these two solo stars put together you think oh they're just lumped as a tag team they still feel very separate and you know with these two so it it is an interesting kind of dynamic there and looking forward to seeing where we go uh in the future with this one as well but yeah really enjoyed the match um Overall, I think I think I'll make you right, man. I think it probably was uh, match of the night. It was a really good opener, and um, yeah, one that I was worried about. Um, but when it kind of came to an end, as far as who actually walks out with the title, um, I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it in the end. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I think it was a it was a great opener to the show. Now, the next thing that happens on the show is our LWO situation where they are uh, looking for the third man. Now, I'm not talking Bash at the Beach and the NWO, of course, I'm talking mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio looking for a friend because although there's five in that graphic, it was only two in the ring. And it started that way, Rob. Three on two. 
and um, you know the street profits and, and lastly matching gear i like that that was quite cool to see um and they're pretty much you know they're taken over and of course it kind of uh comes to a crescendo when carly arrives on the scene great to see carly back of course we were speculating this last night on the build-up show if you haven't watched our build-ups before uh, that's the place to be on the night of PLE as far as leading into it we talk about all the latest news and rumors and of course carly was a big one and i'm glad it happened what i'm not happy about though is the changing of his theme song i think any I return is key when they, you have that instant recognizable moment yes they brought up the Carlito graphic around the ring so you knew exactly who it was but that is an iconic theme song number one uh number two he came back with that song just a few months ago and the pop was unreal yes it was in puerto rico uh, and that's his kind of home turf of course but it meant so much more. And this one was never going to be as big of a jump because we've already seen a few months ago and uh, it went in his, uh, you know, home country of Puerto Rico. But it was still a big reaction. And I think it yeah. could have been a little bit better if we had the theme song. Very annoyed that we've moved away from that theme. I, I don't get WWE's obsession with kind of fixing something that isn't broken. Um Again, a big part of a return is that recognisable theme. Uh, other than that, Thoroughly enjoyed the return of Carlito. Very excited to see what it does going forward. I uh, know there were rumours that he was going to sign the first time around that he come back at the Royal Rumble. Didn't quite happen. There were rumours he even signed a few months ago and that he's kind of been waiting for a moment. Well, this was a good moment to bring him in, Rob. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match and the return and presentation of Carlito Caribbean Cool? Uh, no, I agree with what you said. Um, it should have been a spit in the faces of people. Who don't, do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. just hearing that would have been massive. The fact mm. that they had like the like his graphics and great, but he's if you hear that, it's like the Undertaker gong. You hear that, you think, oh, well, Austin's yeah. you know, Austin's yeah. last year. might not be on the same level, but yeah, no, it but is. If yeah, you recognize who it is, you know, it's yeah. a it's a specific thing. Um, and I just think they they really missed out on that opportunity. Mm. Um, however, that being said, I really enjoyed it. The backstab that he done at the end looked incredible. Um, then, uh, you know, when you get the Mortal Kombat um, visual uh, on Twitter, people already put up the backstab art into the Mortal Kombat break. That back break. <laughs> Love seeing that. Um, it's always good to see. Uh, Street Profits and uh, Lashley look really good together, matching yep. gear, as you said. I'm not sure about the music. Um, as in... Why would the profit... so, yeah, if anyone should change theme, it might be the Street Profits. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's very tied in with their babyface persona. It, yeah, and that was my concern. Like the idea of them coming out, which is good, and then Lashley comes, them standing basically on guard, and then the Lashley yeah. comes out. I like that, but the I don't know. Maybe mm. yeah, I just you know that in the beginning of Lashley's music when they're doing all the graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's where they, that's, that's where they idea. should come out, and then Lashley comes idea. out after. It just, yeah, I think if they, they need to get, if they want to get rid of this babyface street profits thing, they need to drop that music because that's that's a great point. Doesn't. Because I was thinking, how do you do it? Because you can't just have Lashley's music play, but I forgot Lashley's got an intro to his music. Yeah. Um, that is the perfect scenario. Why have they not done that? I mean, don't know. very strange. Uh, but again, sticking with theme songs and stuff like that, going back to the Carlito thing, I think at least we got it a few months ago. And that yeah. moment will, you know, it was the bigger pop anyway, like, and it was mm. always got to be, but at least we had it there. But again, WWE, what are you doing? Um, do you think he's fully back in the LWO now? 
Uh, um, or is he just kind of back on the roster? Or is it another example of a, of a one-time thing and he's gone tonight, you know, tomorrow? I don't know. Um, just the thing. I think no matter whoever it was that come out was going to get a pop. And I don't want this to be disrespectful, but if it was Dragon Lee, I don't think it would have been as loud. No. Unless Ray was like, oh, this is who we're getting, da-da-da. And, and like, welcomes him and does, like, a big build-up. Because yeah. um, that way it would have been Ray giving a, like, a seal of approval. Um, but mm. the fact that it was Carlito, I'm happy with that. Is it a one-time thing? I don't know. I hope not, because that would be great for him to work with uh, a lot of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of young blood there that he probably hasn't had the time to like meet properly, lock up with, you know, roll around yeah. in a mat with. Um, and man, like, he's like a second generation wrestler. So the the knowledge that he probably has can be passed on. So that's, that's massive. You know, yeah. that's always good. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it goes from there. I'm, I would like to see more, but the thing is, Carlito was always really more of a hill. Yeah. So now he's kind of come back as this, do you put him in the legend box, like in within because yeah. of the way he's come back? If yeah, he's coming back you, in that way, then what do you do with him? Yeah, you're right because they don't usually turn him heel. I mean, we, we've been ranting and raving. Well, we had that with Trish, months, but do, exactly that doing it for Trish. But um, I mean, Carlito says career most of it was as a heel, so um, and he's a great heel. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Maybe that's where we do go. Maybe he's the one that starts splitting up the LWO or something like that. But I reckon he probably is going to be in and around the LWO for a bit. And of course, after that, uh, we eventually will get the split. But as I said yesterday, they're, they're selling too much much to do anything right now. Um, oh, yeah. The the one that everybody has their eyes on, though, is of course Satnas Escobar. A little bit of dissension, it would seem, on the pre-show as well, as far as kind of being a bit frustrated with Ray. Um, but hey, he's not like that in real life, guys. He's a lovely fella, uh, and we encourage you to check out our interview with him on this very channel here. Uh, but what we're going to do now is we are going to head into uh, the third, well, not the third match of the night, but the kind of the next segment that's shown after this, at least before the next match, is a replay of what happens on the kickoff, and that is the arrival uh, on WWE programming uh, of Jade Cargill. Uh, an interesting way to to kind of uh, show her. A, to me, it made me go, oh, she's definitely showing up on the show then. Like, she's not just here for the preacher. It was still good. And again, mm. like we said the other day on the build-up and the uh, predictions the other day as well, you know, bringing her in and kind of making it look like a big deal, even that social clip of her walking into the PC was was huge. Great presentation. And they're doing the same thing here. And on, press, on the press conference after the show, Triple H basically said what we said last night of kind of like, you know, when she's ready, when we think she's ready, we'll do it. But that's not kind of a, a diss or anything like that. She's got massive star potential. But a few things, yeah. I guess they want to tweak and, and kind of make sure she's, uh, she's kind of got ironed out before she does get onto TV. Now, I like the idea that we talked about last night, the kind of NXT uh, presentation where she is sitting at ringside. And I really thought we were going to get that. But I guess the thing is that would have kind of pushed it too far ahead. So it feels like we are going to be drip fed it, as we were kind of talking about last night as well, that maybe she's just going to kind of pop in and out. If you do want to see our thoughts on this in more detail, I do encourage you to check out. I know, again, prediction sounds weird to plug at this point. Predictions for the show where we do talk about, of course, around the women's title match and also more so on the build-up show. So uh, if you haven't already check those uh, pieces of content out for our thoughts more in depth. But just uh, mm. briefly, now that we've had this kind of next bit of uh, progression in the Jade Cargill saga, uh, what are your thoughts on what we saw on Fastlane and, uh, um, you know, the, the kind of coming weeks? Look, I'm 
as we said last night, I I love the fact that we're getting uh, Jade in in like in the company. Uh, mm-hmm. The build up, everything they've done, they've made it like a big deal, and I I think it's incredible. But I don't agree with her rolling up in a car and doing nothing. Okay, she's there in a the building. Yeah. So what? So was all the other people attending? Like, mm. it, I, that either meant something or it didn't. And I'm like, okay. I get. I, they should have done like a little, um, like a vignette, something. It doesn't have to be okay. loads, but it could, or they even could have done the replayed the video of her walking back into the PC set now, like signing and building it up, making this big hype. Yeah. She is coming. Like, I mean, I, I guess the argument is that that is what they did, but it, I think it is weird that it was on the pre-show and just replayed. And then like you say, that they don't do anything else with it. I guess the argument they would maybe have is that they don't, because I've thought, oh, maybe interview on the ramp or something like that. But maybe they don't want her in front of fans until the big moment. Then why a show off? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? It is mm. hard to tell because it's kind of unprecedented in some ways. It's it's most similar to the NXT stuff again that we mentioned last night, but it's it's not quite that either. So hey, I'm all up to trying something new and and kind of uh, you know put focus on presentation and get the best out of things. So hopefully it does work out. I mean, I'm sure um, you know that initial kind of uh, feud is, is is one that everybody's excited about. And again, we mentioned last night the possibility of it being Charlotte Flair. Um, of course, it, it wouldn't end up being uh, Charlotte that came out with uh, the title on this one. That's where we thought we could see it going um, mm. if Cargill was getting involved now. But again, we've, we've also said maybe it's Crown Jewel, maybe it's Survivor Series. And I do think the best scenario for that is uh, going one-on-one versus Charlotte Flair. But for the time being, uh, I'm very happy to say that Eo Sky is still your WWE Women's Champion. Uh, of course, uh, defending successfully against Asuka. And again, as I mentioned just a moment ago, Charlotte Flair also unable to take that title away from her as well. Now, we saw some big moments in this match as well uh, and uh, a very appreciative crowd. It felt a bit flat for me at times, but then later on, the fans started, you know, doing the old, this is awesome chant and stuff like that. Um, I think the biggest moments in this was was the mist and there nearly being a pin after it. Uh, I loved the cartwheel thing into a double clothesline that we saw That's as great. well. Um kind of just trying new things there for Charlotte. And, um, yeah, um, just just some really good moments. What are some of your favourites from this one? Um, the finish, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Like, I know it, it could have looked better without Bailey. Um, like, because that would have been, I don't know, I think the idea of Bailey not being there would have been great. Um, I know they're playing off on it. But mm. that finish with... One, uh, Oscar in the figure eight, and then the visual, uh, yeah, it just and the visual we've heard just landing, and then you only see what happened in the replay, and then yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that would have been played so well because you you'll be like, what happened? Like you, yeah, where she come from? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like both moon talks for the one from IO and uh, the one from Flair, that was good. Yeah. They seemed a little clunky at times. I don't know. Yeah, if the night got the better of them, but there was a couple of moments where uh, I don't know. There was the um, what did Jericho used to call it? The code break up on the top rope. Yeah, uh, from yeah, oh yeah, a slight but, timing yeah. issue. Yeah, I think even on was it the same woman, Asuka? I think 
Charlotte was holding the I think it was, and Asuka did mm. it or something like that. There's some double team. Again, good stuff, but slight missteps and stuff like that. But nothing yeah. major. I think it's still come across really well. And again, the fans are very appreciative of the match yeah. as well. I thought it was a good match. Uh, you know, it's always hard to kind of, once you start juggling multiple people in a match, it's hard to kind of keep on top of timing and stuff like that. But uh, that being said, I still think it was a, a really good match. And the right decision as yeah. well, EO winning. Like you say, it did have that kind of messy kind of side of it of Bailey getting involved and stuff like that. Um but of course, that is just playing into the whole story of you know is Bailey costing? Is you know she going to actually help? The JD McDonough situation almost with the yeah. uh, Judgment Day as well. But of course, different scenario. But as far as you know, can she uh, can she kind of continue to impress who she's trying to impress in EO? You know, she's trying to convince EO mm. that I'm still on your side, and it looked like a problem. The bit of dissension between the two, and as the commentators rightly pointed out, oh, but EO is kind of glad now she's stuck around and helped. You know, it did. Uh, it work in their favour. Still an interesting one, of course, because Io still feels like a baby face in some ways, uh, but she's still very much in this heel faction. And um, yeah, they just work really well together. As much as I think, we, anytime you see this kind of threat, you know, street profits a few months ago, LWO we just been talking about as well of like someone's going to turn. Like it's easy to kind of get lost in that and think we need it now. But like, yeah, like we know turns happen in wrestling, but we should probably just enjoy what we got at the moment. You know, we oh, talked sure. a, a few months ago about Shield and how little they're actually uh, together for in the WWE. It's wild when you really step back and think about it. So yeah. uh, let's enjoy what we've got with Damage Control. Um, they look like they were going to be the biggest thing in WWE at one point. Then they look like they were completely forgotten about, and then they're kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, so it's been an interesting run for damage control, but let's hope it continues to kind of um, do, do the right things and putting people over. And talking of putting people over and damage control, Triple H very much put over Bailey in this. And I was shouting at my TV, going, "Well, give her a title then!" <laughs> you know, like when uh, when he was kind of praising her and stuff like that, because she hasn't had what I think she deserves since she came back. And we all, you know, we'll go back to it. You know, the pandemic era and stuff like that. Being the MVP, pretty much her. Speaking of MVP, the Street Profits. Uh, sorry, mm. MVP. Uh, Hurt Business, excuse me. And also, um, you know, Drew. We talk about these stars of that era, and Bailey is definitely up there as well. So I think she really does not deserve not just her flowers, but freaking title belt at some point as well. Uh, but a good match overall, man. I, I did enjoy this one. I think up until this point, I was I was very much on board with the show. Not that it massively dipped after this, um, but I, I did find myself getting a bit more distracted uh, throughout the night. But let's just get into. Um, what we saw next, of course, we saw Pat McAfee showing up in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, Colts uh, hero, of course, in the uh, promo package at the start. He does the voiceover and then would show up later on, do a bit of commentary as well. Uh, that was pretty fun. And, uh, of course, it was for a, a well, pretty fun match. You know, not really any stakes to it, as we mentioned yesterday, other than potentially giving LA Knight this rub going forward. And I think it was exactly what needed to happen. Uh, it was exactly that, wasn't it? You know, LA Knight and John Cena going over, looking like megastars and uh, the Bloodline taking the loss with a lot of kind of interesting points. Again, we've been talking about the past few days of Jimmy Uso kind of, uh, you know, acting like the de facto uh, Roman replacement. And I, I loved uh, the, the kind of visual of, Paul Heyman explaining on the phone what was going on and stuff like that. Hang on, hang on. You mean Paul Grayman? Paul Grayman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. First of all, we mentioned last night that it kind of gone that way. But the, the, the commentators couldn't stop talking about it. It's like, I know that these inside I mean, it is a talking point. But yeah, but <laughs> come on, like, not that I know. much. Let it go. Anyway, just like he's let his just for men go. Like, let it go. Um, <laughs> it was not. It, <laughs> it was a talking point. That's it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. not, not a big one. But, uh, but I did really enjoy uh, that kind of presentation as far as Bloodline goes. Again, it's been stale, and I think we'll be for that next big thing, which is surely um, Reigns kind of now annoyed. This is, you know, we've planted the seeds for something that we, we both thought should happen. Reigns kind of uh, kicking up a fuss about the way the Judgment Day is being run and stuff like that in his absence. So... Be interesting to see that. Again, talking about the press conference, uh, I felt bad. There was so much attention on Cena because rarely do uh, the press get to talk to Cena because not around these days as much, um, that it didn't shine as much on LA. But that's not the case with the actual presentation of the show. It was all about mm. pretty much making LA look like the mega star that he claims to be and appears to be at this very moment in time as well. They were very much... I was saying last night, it's really interesting when I was watching it. It's really interesting how WWE's use certain words and terms and and you know when they're fully on board with someone when they start acknowledging certain phrases and they they've done that so much of la night lately as far as kind of putting him over making him out to be the megastar that again that he's been claiming he is uh, for quite a while now as well uh, if you haven't already guys check out our interview with uh, mr la night himself uh, we talk about the reason behind his name the obvious comparisons that everybody was making a few months back and uh, how he got so good at promos as well so if you haven't already check that out on this very channel we uh, don't just do recap and reviews. We don't just do build-up shows and predictions. We also interview WWE superstars and other wrestlers uh, from other companies as well. So if you haven't mm. already, please subscribe. Check out more of our content. Um, Rob, what did you think of that? Is, uh, this match here overall and the presentation and I guess the, the kind of end goal that we both expected and mm. uh, thankfully got? Uh, do you know what? I generally thought this was... It, it played out the kind of the way that we all, I think we all expected it. Um you know, even from like just discussing last night, um, I know you were a little bit torn when we were talking about the, uh, the predictions, and you was like, "No, but it, is it because of this? Like the bloodline it needs to affect?" And obviously, there's so much going on that a win or a loss can affect someone so drastically. Mm. Um, I think the bigger person that it would have affected the most would be LA Knight. The fact that he got the win and he got the win alone, like making the pin, um, is something special. Uh, was it Jimmy that took the pin? Or uh, so? I think it was Jimmy, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I can't quite remember now. Yeah, um, I believe it was Jimmy. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think if it was Jimmy, which I think it was, then um, that also then ties into you're not the tribal chief. Like there, there's yeah. something there, so that plants something for that. Um, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the fact that. They, they couldn't get the hot tag and and things like that. It was so good. Uh, the thing that really stood out for me, though, obviously, the year chance um, every time LA United literally moved um, was um, amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, but when he had Solo and Jimmy, and then he was doing a punch to one, and then a punch to the other, then a punch mm. to one, and a punch to the other, it kind of made me feel like, you know how Dusty used to do the, the, the punch, and then he'd do like the bionic elbow? Yeah, we didn't get the elbow, but we got everything else. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was just like, "Ah, oh, this." You know, if if you want to go back and look at like stars and go, how over is this person? Mm. This is one of their moments. Like, and where the fact that we get to live it again. The same thing with Daniel Bryan. You know, yeah. Um, I think we were a lot younger with like Rock and Austin. Kind of grew up watching it with Cena, but it, it was a different mm. kind of thing. But with it with LA Knight, man, it's it's incredible. You know, so I'm so happy. And if, and then he raised Cena's hand at the end. Love that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was funny, wasn't it? You know, him kind of holding back and, and whatever. It looked like, oh, because we talked last night about the potential about them going against each other. Andy, of course, friend of the channel, joined us for the build-up and said, you know, could they go against each other? And, like, it looked for a split second like, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> you know, what is going on here? But then it, it turned out to be kind of just a, a respect thing between LA Knight and showing it uh, towards uh, Mr. Cena himself as well. But, yeah, uh, they kept talking about on the press conference how they're undefeated now and, and they could go for the titles or whatever else. But um, I don't think that's where we're going. I think, if anything, John Cena's probably going after Solo. Um, or maybe moving on to something else uh, while we still got him. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a good time to see it. And you mentioned there, like growing up with these different areas and different people kind of being on top. I do think it's going to be interesting to kind of look back in a few years' time, depending on what path they take with LA Knight, to, to, to see a night like last night, as you said, to see how over someone is. Again, if you get time, guys, check out our build-up show again. I know it's about previewing the show we're talking about, but we also go on these little tangents and talk about the wider picture as well. We did have a, a real great discussion with four of us talking about LA Knight and where we could see him going in the future. Does he go after uh, a main title? Does he go after a kind of mid-card title? Uh, what does he do at Survivor Series? Should be should he even be in the Royal Rumble match, you know, as far as carefully booking this and getting the most out of it? And, of course, yeah. all the moving parts that come around that. What does that mean for Roman? You can't just do this for the sake of it and mess up things for, you know, Gunther. Who, what about the other guys going for the IC, you know? So it was a really, really interesting conversation. So I encourage you guys to uh, chat that one out as well. Uh, let's uh, now move into our next segment we see. We touched on it earlier on, of course. We see uh, the Judgment Day kind of have a bit of a bad night. It starts out really bad. And Damien Priest wants to make sure it ends a little bit better. But the rest mm. of the Judgment Day are fearful that it could end up backfiring and ending even worse. So Mammy takes control here, as she has done so much lately, and takes the uh, briefcase. Uh, Priest listens. It looks like it might be a double bluff and we might actually see something happen. But I think they played off of what you said and what I think everybody this week started to slowly cotton on to in that it could be a perfect example for him to cash in seeing that we have a, a last man standing match and we have the whole thing with the back with Seth Rollins. We don't get that. And I'll be honest, Rob, it does leave me with a bit of a sour taste in my mouth as far as what oh, we wow. saw close out the show. Now, it was a fantastic match. A great example of a last man standing match. Nakamura looks like a flipping star. But what frustrates me with it is that if we weren't going to be giving it to, Ella, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Money in the Bank or Senor Money in the Bank, then we could have done something different and Nakamura could have won the title. Yeah. And again, with a press conference last night, Triple H said how I was saying the same thing. I said, oh, give him a belt then. You know, if he's so good, <laughs> give him a belt. Um, he is doing incredible work at the moment and he is looking like Nakamura of old. But is this another, you know, Cesaro scenario where we think, oh, this this could be it. And then eventually it doesn't come to fruition and Nakamura yeah. leaves, you know? So, um that's kind of what frustrates me at the moment. But again, long term, I don't know where they're going. So I've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. But a match itself, fantastic presentation of Nakamura. Again, really good despite him not winning. But And that moment of Seth at the end just kind of... I mean, they did well, don't get me wrong, to go, look, there's no cash in. Because Seth straight away was like, I'm up. And it's like, you don't do that if some, you know, like it was clear. But then it kind of made me go... And we ended on a good match, which I guess is all you really want from a wrestling show. Uh, you know, the, the basic, at least. That's what it's all about. But at the same time, I'm looking for these moments. And I felt like it was kind of very heavy in moments in the early side of the show rather than the end of it. And the argument yeah. could be, yes, it's because we need to put kind of 
a shine on this world title. As I've been saying for months, it should never have opened that show on its uh, when it had the tournament final. Final should have been the uh, closer, and now the opportunity was there to not have you know Roman or that title to finally make this the the, the big deal it's supposed to be. And to their credit, they did that. But it's that lack of a moment. It feels a little bit like they shot themselves in the foot in that that sense. But uh, yeah, you seem to react to quite shocked to my uh, opinion there, Rob. So what's your thoughts on this one? Look, I, I really enjoyed the match. Um, if anyone had come off looking like they, they could go again, it's Nakamura. My issue is, he's now eaten two, he's eaten two losses yeah. at title matches. And then he done, had eaten, uh, what, two against AJ? Mm. Was it one, one or two against AJ? And you know when you think, how many more times do you have to eat a loss before you finally get... Because it's... It, even though the match made him look really like uh japanese strong style and dominant and like he's out just basically out for blood which is great mm. if you're going to do that at some point you have to give him the title otherwise yeah. he's done all that stuff and we won't believe it next time yeah because then you kind of you build yourself up into the situation where it's a roman reigns a brock lesnar a gunther mm. like you start making the title credible great but then you can't just be beaten by Dominic Mysterio. Do you know what I mean? Like, it has to be a bigger, big name. Like, it has it has to have a bigger impact. And I, I don't know. I, I just, if Nakamura goes again, do we go? Oh well, he's losing. Like, is, uh, is it yeah. another Cesaro? Yeah. Is it another thing with um, Bray Wyatt? You know, every time he'd have an amazing feud, and I love Bray. Every time he had an amazing feud, we would say, "Oh well, when he gets the end, he's losing." Like, yeah. Because that's yeah. the way they booked him. And I hate that they've done that. You yeah. know, it, don't do this with Nakamura. You know, if you want to put, if you trust and, and believe in him that he's going to be the side that you want, let him be. You know, <laughs> you do it. Do it now. Yeah. Like, I know I, that we can't get it for everyone, but there's certain people. You know, yeah, so hit. where do you think it is going then for both of those? You know, where's Seth going with the title picture? Um, and where is Nakamura? Is Nakamura leaving this feud now? I mean, I hope not, but. What much? What more? Can Unless he, he can wins do? it, does it really matter? You know. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's now done a last man standing, and that the thing is, his promo was so good. Like the whole yeah. pack promo package, by the way, was amazing. Nakamura yeah. doing the count, and then that yeah, was getting cool. up, whacking him, continuing the yeah. count, like he was going to get into the ten. The whole thing was amazing. Normally, I'd be like, oh, well, this is the point where the babyface, you know, that's that babyface moment of I overcome the odds. Yeah, didn't need it. Nakamura should have won last night. Yeah, see, that's the thing. The, the, the thing it did was it made Nakamura look somewhat strong, but it made Seth look like an absolute beast, beast. and survivor, yeah. you know? Like, okay, cool. Did we need that for Seth again? Like, no. I don't that, know, man. Like, That's my thing. I, it I don't depend, think it again, is. it depends where we go in the future of it. And I don't... It, it felt like the money in the bank could kind of shake things up there. Maybe it is a good for thing in a few months' time. It's a really tough one to pick. Um, uh, you know, maybe Raw will completely will give us that kind of idea. Um, you know, in just uh, in just a few hours, it's uh, just over a day away, of course. So, um, yeah, um, stick with us on this channel, and we'll we'll debate yeah. that intently as well. Uh, just as well. So, I just saying, I just think if it was someone else that hadn't been a champion before, you wouldn't know what to expect from them as a champion, like as a fighting champion. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, with when it was Cena and he'd done, like, the open challenge um, for the US title, um, that that was like, okay, 
you know he can win, but he's going to bring people out. Like, he done it with uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cesaro. I think he done one with AJ. Like, all the matches were so good. Mm. And even though the result was he retained the title, mm. it made the other person look like a megastar. Yeah. Now, the same thing's happened here. Nakamura's looked like a megastar, but the problem was he should have won the title. Because mm. For me, it, now Seth has done that, is that, well, you can't beat me. You can't beat me in an all-out. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. What, what else? So, so he what, made him look so strong. Like, Nakamura just can't... He can't beat him now. Because, yeah, again, there was so much in exactly. this match that... If Seth gets through that, because in some ways, yeah, the argument has made Nakamura look strong. In some ways, it kind of makes him look weak. Because it's like, you still couldn't beat him. <laughs> yeah, so, because, it's, it's a tough one. And I think what annoys me the most, I think, out of the whole entire thing was the match was so good. It was very Nakamura dominant, right? Mm. Like, he had so much offense. And Seth done the, he got the shine, he got the big rub of building up. And then he hit, hit his moment and dropped down again. The whole build, everything was good about the match. What annoyed me was the Falcon Arrow through a table was the thing that stopped Nakamura getting up. Yet Seth Rollins went through all that and was still yeah. able to get up. Yeah, that's a good, but, I mean, it's a fantastic spot. I think it looked great. But then also, I think, did Nakamura get up and just kind of wobble He got up down? and then fell back down again. Like, surely that should have been Seth. Because like not much had, not <laughs> like much had been done to like Nakamura. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Hell, what I mean? Yeah. Like it, Seth, I just, Seth looked too strong at the end after what he did. He, the and I think that was they... to stop us from thinking there was going to be a cash-in. But yeah. it would come to the detriment of kind of the, the uh, two guys involved in the match. It, it felt like to me, you know when you get um, when you get a WWE game and you really like one person, so you turn all their attributes up to top so they just can't be beaten. <laughs> it seemed like last night, they turned every, uh, Seth Rollins' tributes up to 100. Yeah. And, they gave and Nakamura all the finishes, but uh, they were weak. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it just... And I hate that they're able to do that at times because you know when you think, okay, both guys look strong, but mm. Seth come out looking stronger because he took more damage and still won. Yeah. So, well, do you know, a ridiculous anyone amount as well. Like, there's some great spots in this. Match. It was a great match, yeah. um, but I don't know psychology wise. I'm not sure if it was the best decision. Uh, what are some of your favourite spots though? I mean, the visual again and the Mark and Arrow is great. They they use that kind of proppy area with the kind mm. of almost tables and Seth bounced off of that a few times as well yep. um, we had Nakamura with a red mist which was a cool visual as well and Nakamura Amazing. just destroyed him for the most part and we also saw the ring uh, padding on the outside get pulled up as well so uh, what are some of your favourite uh, kind of points for this match yeah the ones you basically you mentioned there was a lot of there was like little is it nuances is that the word yeah um, that they kind of done um, and it just shows how their mind works when it comes to oh we're in the last man standing I can't get to my feet, but I'm on the ring. I'll oh, I love that. that. Oh, I just love that. Those, yeah. those little things to me, I'm like, I love it. And I think... Because I genuinely my... was like, they're going to count it here. And it weren't worth... It almost felt not worthy of it. It yeah. was too much of a shock. And I was like, oh, like I want that from my room, but maybe in another way. So I was like, oh. And then the fact he rolled out, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very so clever. Things like that, I really enjoy it. My biggest, and I think I think I've said it before, my yeah. biggest pet peeve when it comes to these sort of things, the 10 count, a last man standing, any of that, why does every single wrestler just hop to their feet on nine, almost at 10? Like, yeah. what? what is that? I understand the psychology and it's the build, but let them try and get up and stumble. And then when it yeah, gets to 10, probably, they just stand up. too many nines, eights and nines. It's too know? many. Like, it's they do too start much. quite a lot with like a, a four and a six and seven and whatever but but you always, does, you find you spent most of the match is getting up on nine 
and it's too yeah. much. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, like Shawn Michaels was amazing at that sort of stuff when it comes to a ten, ten count, and I get, I appreciate the work that they put in, but I think it's too done now. If someone's, if Seth's starting to get to nine, and you see him at the ringside, you're like, he's going to roll out. Yeah, but when yeah, you yeah. don't like stop doing that because then yeah. it kind of if you're a big wrestling fan you can go oh well that's going to happen that and you, you yeah, start it's, it's harder out. to do it because it's not the same as a pinfall but it needs to feel yeah. like a false finish at times you know like a, a more there's a few and i think things like seth rolling out was a great example of how you can do it um i mean yeah, he rolled off the side as well one. wasn't he it was on the stage bit and uh, it yeah. got to nine and he rolled off onto that and i was like great because he rolled off and he was like he was trying to get away from Nakamura. Yeah. So little things like that and the fact that they're rolling, but they're running away, but it's to make sure mm. they're still up. I love that. All that stuff was great. Visually, um, I really enjoyed it. But the uh, the moment of the uh, red mist from Nakamura mm. um, and it all like, being all over and Seth going through a table at the same time, great. Because he oh, just yeah. shoved yeah. him like he just he didn't care. Yeah. Given the red mist and pushed him over. And I was like, yeah. amazing. I love that. Yeah. To me, if I was if we were booking it and it was the other way, I would have done that. But that would have been my finish. That's really? how it should have been the red mist. Yeah, because everyone would have been so irritated, and it would have been like he physically couldn't win any other way. So we had to use red mist, mm. and then that puts Seth over as yeah. Because even then they could have done the whole like because people use things to climb back up, and he could have been desperately trying to reach for the turnbuckle, but he couldn't see it. It was like he can't That's, get up. He, he could mist. at least, yeah. I like, mean, and they could have again, established something that he kept using to lift himself up, even if it was literally a crutch. You know, like, and then he can't find this crutch. You know, like, yeah, oh, man, that, that would have been a good moment. And what annoys me as well is we had already had missed that night from Oscar, yeah. and what happened to Charlotte? Yeah. They had to pour water in her eyes to so she could see again. We see <laughs> yeah. them doing medical work, and Seth work. got it way worse than very, Charlotte did and, as well. Yeah, so. and then right at the end. Seth was just like, oh, spit it in my face. I'll get up in a minute. I'll get up at nine. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it just doesn't work. Like, yeah, like the visual like of him kind of selling it and like being kind of like, because it was red mist as well, Look, it looked great. But when he was victorious with the red mist, it kind of, it did make you go, oh, okay. You know, like him with the title and all that, being way too fresh at the end of that match, I felt, again, I think it was yeah. to draw us away from false hopes of uh of a passion but um i think it was just damaging but it, it's a tough one because again it was a really really enjoyable match and it did some really good things as far as presentation was but um i guess we again it's one of those where we have to go in the benefit of doubt looking forward to the big picture and hope that it's uh it's for good reason but uh overall again i i did really enjoy the match and, and credit to the performers themselves i think they did it was a, great really like the match job. itself was really good yeah, you know, and I, the finish. I think I didn't enjoy the finish. Um, I just think you've been through all that, and then a one mm. falcon arrow through a table is. Last one, Santa matches are hard, aren't they? You know, I think uh, Lucas has said on his channel before, like he's just not a fan of them. You know, and they are kind of one of those things that are tough to kind of come up with something creative and new, like we said. And I think they did that really well, but it did fall into the same old pitfalls at the same time that this match type does bring up. So uh, a bit of an unfortunate one there. But still, uh, a very enjoyable match and a very mm. enjoyable show overall. I did think it was a good PLE. We mentioned last night, you know, what do they do? Do they add another match? Do they have a surprise? Do they have... Um, well, the surprise know, was Pat banger McAfee. After banger. <laughs> Sorry? Um, I said, well, the surprise was Pat McAfee. Um, yeah, and Carlito. Uh, and Carlito, and yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, so... 
Um, and again, the Judgment Day oh, thing can be interesting going Don't forward. forget the Pizza Hot promo, which, um, how yes, is Rey Mysterio always in he, yeah, match? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just don't um, get it. Someone in his contract, I guess. But, oh. Um, and when you're watching the replays, that car noise every time it was a replay. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? I, I mean, enjoyed it at first. <laughs> no, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. The, maybe the first time. I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's and then, pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, stop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, that, it was I, so annoying. I was like, because I, I was washing up at one point and I had my laptop, right? Yeah. And I was washing up. So I was kind of looking to the, the uh, like, up where I was doing. And then I heard a replay. I was like, oh, I'll watch this bit then because the car noise went off. It must have been, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. there was a moment. You know when you think, oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's good. That's a little that. indicator. Look at the screen, at least. Lick um, nice little pump. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> another example of WWE overdoing something. Um, yeah, exactly. Hey, um, I don't want to be too harsh on them. They did give us a, a very good show overall with five uh, really enjoyable matches, of course, mm. uh, to varying degrees, but overall still all very enjoyable and uh, a good PLE uh, in the end. Uh, really enjoyed talking wrestling with you, Rob, once again. Uh, of course, we are the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling channel, uh, and we are now not just on YouTube. We are also uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you want to get audio-only versions of this podcast or you know someone that listens to audio-only podcasts and isn't really a fan of looking at us on the screen, uh, you can direct them, of course, to our Spotify feed and our Apple Podcasts podcast feed and i'll be honest guys even if you're going to listen there you're going to carry on with youtube please go and just give us a little bit of a five-star review that'd be nice and help us get boosted up in the rankings and spotted uh, within the wrestling podcast uh field over there as well but um mm. on this side of things youtube if you do like seeing it visually with the courage to press subscribe and stick with us as well not only do we have our podcast but of course as i mentioned throughout the stream we have uh, some fantastic interviews if i do say so myself on this channel with wwe superstars such as santos Escobar, rhea ripley damian priest uh finn balor you know uh, we, we've chatted to a lot of guys. We've been very fortunate to have this, these opportunities. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're looking forward to bringing you more content like that in the coming weeks and months as well. So the best way to find out about that, of course, is sticking right here on the channel. Press and subscribe and ring a dinging, linging that bell. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> for notifications. But anyway, uh, Rob, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, I'll leave you on a, a fault to ponder um, oh. and a bit of a shocking kind of thing um so bailey has stepped into the ring in 2023 57 times out of those 57 matches she's only secured five victories which means her overall win percentage <laughs> is just 8.8 percent no way that's mad that's mad it's like so, the the thing last night on the build-up when we were talking about cena hasn't won a ple match since it weren't called ple's <laughs> since... 2017 2018 yeah, in america at least it's 2017 in america, uh, yeah on on a big stage at least is uh super showdown which is mad because now we're about to go back to australia uh for chamber of course so um yeah gonna be an exciting few months coming up uh we are mm-hmm. gonna be talking all about crown jewel very soon they announced it officially last night we will be talking crown jewel on this channel and, and as you'll know we like to go big for crown jewel because it is at a more reasonable time for us um so we'll mm-hmm. hopefully be coming at you with uh 
the whole shebang. We're going to have predictions and preview. We're going to have our build-up show. Hopefully, I'll watch it long and an instant reaction and a recap and review. It'd be fantastic if we can hit all the notes here uh, yeah. on this channel as well. Uh, speaking of instant reactions, if you'd like to go live on them, if they're a reasonable time, number one, or if something massive happens. And I quickly want to mention before we get out here, um, apparently today, a year ago, is when we saw Ray Wright's right. return. Uh, and um, I, I would encourage you to go back and watch our instant reaction to that. Myself and Rob, so excited. And this just shows... Again, it's, it's, it's a bit of sweet thing to talk about, of course, uh, with Bray passing away. But um, just want to kind of shine a light on the man's career once again and, and just how incredible he was at making wrestling fans feel. That's ultimately what you want. I said earlier on, it's about the matches, but it's also about these big moments. And I think that's one of my favorites in recent years. So uh, I'd encourage you to go back and watch that uh, also. And of course, if you do want to kind of continue with that theme of uh, talking about the legacy of the great man himself uh, go back and uh, watch our tribute yeah. show to him on this very channel as well feels a bit odd bringing it down here for a little bit of a downer but no, hopefully right, people right. don't see it that way it's uh, um, but i just want to draw attention to the fact that you know a year ago today it is again bittersweet that we saw this incredible moment and we go into it deeper on that uh, tribute show as well just as far as kind of what what were the plans and at least he got that moment and that kind of thing we, as well but um it, you know, it's what wrestling fan being a wrestling fan is all about. Do you know what? I remember, obviously it was only last year, but um, you literally texted me and you're just like, I'm going live. I was like, I'm, <laughs> we, I'm down. So we I got. Like, yeah. So I was like, all right, Had cool. to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, I watched it back today, uh, that Bray Wyatt stuff, because obviously it's a talking point. Um, and just the enjoyment on our faces, Bray's back, how they've done this, what they're doing, yeah. and just the whole spectacle about it. And man, it I can see. I'm not going to swear, but I loved it. You know, yeah, um, yeah. just uh, what a moment. Uh, and obviously, we know Bray's no longer with us. Um, and you're right; it's a bit of sweet because if he was, it would have been like, oh, is, is he doing something on this day? Because that was his mm. debut. Like that's oh, yeah. that's yeah. that mindset, you know, and things like that. Um, well, those little kind of hints and things that they used to give. Yeah, and, yeah. It's uh... you know, like, oh man, it just. An incredible mind for the business and you know, yeah. such such a, a big loss um but yeah you're right obviously it does have to be brought down to you know it's not like we like to bring the, the pod down but um you know it, it has to be spoken about but yeah so missed man like so yeah we're so much that's potential. It. you know it's a sad thing as it is we go yeah. for any kind of loss whether it's a personal one within of your course. own kind of circle um, of loved ones but you know it's all about remembering them and kind of uh, you know, dealing with it in that way, trying to kind of uh, keep their memory alive. And I think what uh, what an incredible set of uh, memories hope Bray Wyatt's left us with. Have you, I mean, I don't know how much is correct. Obviously, we don't like to throw out um, dirt sheet rumours because we like to give facts. But um, have you seen that they, they want to do something with Uncle Howdy? Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that rumour as well. Um, and again, we, we touched on it already, didn't we, in our tribute as far as, you know, thoughts on whether or not they should. But um or what they could do. Um, it will be interesting. And, and as I said on that one, I, whatever he wants to do, if it, yeah, I'm sure it was Bo Dallas, but like, it, if he wants to do it, great. Just got to be yeah. careful not to do the Eddie Guerrero kind of uh, over-commercializing it and, and stuff like that, because um, yeah. that got a little bit insensitive at times. Exactly. As much as we all love Eddie, um, it got a bit tacky. So uh, got to be careful with that. But uh, if it's done right, hey, and, and if it's what makes his family happy, then... Man, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all um, for it. Yeah, if we can too. come kind of somewhat um, continue that legacy, uh, fantastic. But anyway, um, thank you guys for watching. 
Uh, and again, uh, a little bit of a kind of heads up for other things we've got on this channel from the past and going forward as well. Uh, thank you, Rob, for joining me, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure talking wrestling with you again. And uh, we'll be back here, uh, I'm sure, for a stream very, very soon. But the main thing coming up, of course, will be our content surrounding uh, Crown Jewel. But uh, we'll try our best to give you stuff in between that as well. Uh, I've been Scott. This one's been Rob. We've been a rebellious known as Pro Wrestling Channel. And we see you on the next one. Welcome to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Channel. On this channel, we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle. We will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year, as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names. There will also be live show reviews, in-depth features, and podcasts. So make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action.